Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Later today, Joe Biden, he's the president of the United States, will unveil his budget. Now, will this also be where the Democrats are at? Maybe it's all inconsequential because, after all, Republicans control the House. That's the power of the purse. And it will be the Republicans who put forward a budget that Democrats in the Senate are going to have to deal with, as well as the President of the United States. Didn't stop Biden. And it wouldn't stop any president from putting together their plan. Hey, this is what I want to do. The Biden plan claims deficit cuts and also proclaims tax hikes. The budget for Joe Biden says raise the income tax rate from 37% as the top to 39.6% for Americans earning $400,000 or more. Did I say hello? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's the the number. Feel free. Call in. That's income tax. People say, oh, 2.6%. Poor baby making over $400,000 a year. People are always so magnanimous with your money. When it's their money, oh, things really have to be scrutinized. When it's your money, we need more crystal. That's usually usually how it goes. Capital gains tax rate under the Biden plan would go from 20% to households making more than a million dollars to 39.6%. For those of you playing the home game, that's doubling. Well, it's people who are making over a million a year. Who really cares about them? When you hear commentaries like this, when you sit here, people say, oh, they can afford it. That is such a level of hate. And I mean, there, there is hate everywhere. The, this whole thing with International Women's Day yesterday, Jill Biden, Jill Biden is a misogynist. I'm sorry. Dr. Jill Biden is a misogynist who hates women. But I repeat myself, she is a misogynist. She really does hate women. I think that's the proper way to put together the sentence. Holy cow. I'll get to that. Remind me. I got to get to that. Sam, remind me. I have to get to that. Sam's running the board today. Sam, remind me. And I will get to that. 39.6% from 20%. Taxes on long-term capital gains. That would be an asset that is held for more than a year. Currently ranges from nothing to 20%, depending on an income. Uh, your, 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 your income. So now you're seeing this jump. Increasing the 3.8% Obamacare tax to 5% for those that learn, earning at least $400,000 to shore up Medicare. And then the billionaire tax. A 25% minimum tax rate for households worth more than $100 million. Which is weird because they're referring to it as a billionaire tax. Maybe it's because that was in a previous uh, type of situation. Biden wants to quadruple the 1% levy on corporate stock buybacks that was added to the tax code last year. 
That would increase, this was part of the Inflation Reduction Act, which of course does nothing to reduce inflation. It would increase the tax from 1% to 4%. Corporate tax increase would lift the corporate tax rate to 28% from 21%. And it calls for increases taxes or an increase in taxes U.S. companies owe on their foreign earnings to 21%, nearly double the current 10.5%. That is a lot of hate. That is a lot of belief that somehow these entities aren't paying their fair share and they are they they owe they're the, they're the problem you see the reason that that we have all these issues the reason that we have inflation the reason that uh, the economy isn't doing well is because some people are just getting a little too much this is uh something else by the way if the corporate tax rate increases to 21% or to, from, to 28% from 21%, that's 7%. No corporation will pay that. We will pay that. So if you think prices have already gone up, you don't know a good holy thing. Prices are going to go up a whole bunch more. This is his plan. Tax increases. But it's not going to affect you. It's going to affect others. So you are going to get all the benefits from other people paying. I think it is obscene to consider the idea that you could have people voting to increase taxes on other people. That's, it's beyond belief. This is the plan. This is the pitch. You evil rich people. It's no way to run a country, personally. I don't think this is a way to run a country. It's kind of nuts. I noticed that uh, the market was up over 100 points. And then we see the proposal uh, of Joe Biden's tax plan, and the market is now down almost 100 points. The Dow is down 94. The Nasdaq is down 42. Coincidence? (laughs) I didn't think so either. Biden believes that this would cut the deficit by $3 trillion over the next decade. That's an interesting number. It's an interesting number to think that the deficit is cut by $3 trillion. No one cares about deficit cuts. The question is about debt. What is the debt? How is that going to go down? Questions that have to be answered by Joe Biden, which, of course, he won't answer. Also, uh, you know, if if you say, well, we're going to be borrowing less money, so therefore we're bringing down the deficit, that's um, that's a lot of word manipulation. I'm going to get I'm going to break this down. Tomorrow, I'm going to get deep into it so we all understand what it is we're dealing with. And I also have the words from uh, from from Joe Biden at, at that point. I'll be able to share with you what he's talking about and how he says it. But I told you, I told you to remind me, Sam. I told you, Sam. I want to talk about the misogyny of Dr. Joe Biden. See, I I have hatred from Joe Biden, the president of the United States. He hates people who create things. And his plan is to stop the engine that is the United States. 
He's like, we haven't gone through enough of a hardship with lockdowns and shutdowns. Let's make things worse. The guy is a the guy is a peach. He is a holy Keynesian freak. The idea that governments can engage more spending uh, and prime the pump, that spending is more important than savings, and that government can interfere in this process. Me, I'm more of a Hayek man myself, but what can I say? I have standards. Jill Biden is outrageously hateful because there is the doctor with the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, celebrating International Women's Day. International Women's Day, and this was Dr. Jill Biden. In Argentina, Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out of classrooms, barred for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But in the face of these challenges, she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQI plus community in Argentina. Um, it's International Women's Day. Dr. Biden is presiding over a, sem- uh, a ceremony f- giving out the International Woman of- Women of Courage Awards, which were created by Condoleezza Rice, and she gave one of the awards to a man. Now, this may offend some. Trust me when I say you're not as offended as I am if you were to ask me to lie. I find lying offensive. I find the concept beneath me. The days of my lying were the days of my depression. I'm never going back. I choose honesty, and I will not lie to appease you. You're going to have to deal with your feelings elsewhere. I am not attacking. I am not demeaning. I am stating a fact. Men are not women and women are not men. I can't believe we're still going over this, but every day we see something else. The diminishing of women in society. From Dr. Biden giving an award meant for women to a man. Alba Rueda can refer to himself as Alba Rueda, but Alba Rueda is a man. Do I think that Alba Rueda should have been kicked out of classrooms? No. Barred for sitting for exams? What, do you mean medical exams or like like becoming becoming a certified in something or licensed in something? Because I would uh, definitely oppose the latter. Refuse job opportunities? Do you have a skill set or not? Subjected to violence? Absolutely find that awful. And rejected by her family. Oh, I'm sorry, his family. And sorry, lots of us get rejected by families. Trust me, I have large swaths of extended family. Just can't handle the politics. They just can't, like, leave that to the side. I mean, everything's always pleasant, but it's also very obvious. And it's not everybody. That, that's true. And some people I had to say goodbye to. Yeah, I'm just not going to be a part of your life. And I'm okay with that. That's the way this one went. So uh, we should be clear, uh, some of this, a two-way street. 
But in the face of these challenges, she, meaning he, worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQ plus community in Argentina. You know, at this stage of the game, that I am the only person in, this, in the state of Indiana, where I, where I broadcast from, the great state of Indiana, only person who stands up for gay, lesbian, and, and bisexual people, bisexual Hoosiers. Because they have been solely and totally co-opted. The LBG has nothing to do with the T. But they lump it all together as if it does, as if people who are gay or lesbian don't have a thought about transgender and say, "Eh, I'm not down for that. Or, hey, I've got questions about that. Or certainly this is not a thing for children. The only person who stands up for those people. Just like I often feel like I'm the only person in, in, in radio standing up uh, for, for women in sports. But of course that's not true. There are definitely other people. And there's definitely you. And, and you would think it's so weird. Like, why is this so difficult for people to stand up for women in sports? They should be able to compete against other women. What's Why, why are we still having this conversation? Why do we still have to go through this crazy? Yet yet we do. And we do because there's Dr. Joe Biden giving an award for women of courage to a man. That's an award that doesn't go to a woman. And to give that award to a man is not to show how good you are and how much you believe in equality. It shows that you hate women. And told one woman out there who could have gotten this award to stand to the side so we could show people what goodness is all about. Holy cow. That's gross. It's gross. Giving a man an award meant for a woman is gross. It says you hate women, which is why I refer to Dr. Joe Biden as a misogynist. Because, well, she did it. She did it. Sarah Huckabee Sanders tweeted out, it's International Women's Day, a good time to remember that Democrats can't even tell you what a woman is. They did this. They started this thing. They started this thing. I don't know why the left feels it necessary to erase women Me, I have no interest in erasing women. I like women quite a bit. Yes, 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 yes. Settle down there. Settle down. I'm talking. I don't need you being, you know, any level of overt. You know what I mean? Just like, like control yourself right there. To push this idea that a woman that a man can claim they're a woman and win an award meant for women is to say you hate women I'm not going to split the baby on this i'm not going to uh, parse the words it's just the way it is dr joe biden doesn't like women and the people who support her and support this they hate women they're abusing women they're trying to marginalize women they're trying to erase women I, I think that's worth standing up for. And I know you do too. Or the vast majority. Don't be afraid to do it. 
Don't be afraid to tell Dr. Joe Biden it's wrong to hate women. And the best is she's having this whole speech. Men have to stand with women and stand up for women. That's what I'm doing. Why don't you recognize me? First you erase women, and now you're erasing the Jewish radio hosts. Poor Ben Shapiro, he's next. Good God. I'm Tony Katz. When you host a radio show, you will get emails from everyone under the sun. Everyone's got a pitch, and everyone's got something to talk about. It's it's amazing. Sometimes it's interesting. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. The International Drivers Association. I have no idea what this is. This isn't AAA. It's the International Drivers Association. Get your international driving permit. I don't know. You know what? I would get one just to get one. Now I want one. I didn't know what it was before. They're not sponsors or anything else like that. They're the people who sent the email. This is a story of stolen vehicles and speeding violations by state. I said, all right, that's kind of interesting. Which which state uh, is uh, either the most dangerous or the most terrifying? So the most speeding violations, according to them, is California. Now, they've is this like in, in the past 18 months, 139,706. In the past 18 months? Doesn't that sound low? Like you figure at the, at, there'd be like a million? But like you're saying to yourself, okay, California's at the top, populous state, even though it's less populous these days. I get it. But Tennessee is number two at 90,000. And then at the bottom of the top 10 is New York at 26,700, New Jersey at 23,076. New Jersey makes sense. I'm surprised New Jersey isn't number 50 for, for speeding tickets. It, between the Garden State Parkway and, and, and the New, New Jersey Turnpike, how could you speed with that many toll booths? It's, I'm telling you, it's impossible. But then there's the number of stolen vehicles by state. Right, Oregon is number 10 at 22,000. California is in the middle, number six, at 28,000. Kentucky is 30,000. South Dakota at 38,000 a year. Minnesota at 47,000. Georgia is number one at basically 171,000 vehicles stolen. Number two, Indiana. 78,513 vehicles stolen according to FBI crime data, in the last 18 months. 78,000? So I, I, did, I did the math because uh, sometimes I require math. If you take 78,513, you divide that by 18, that is 4,361, basically 4,362 cars stolen every month in the state of Indiana. So divide that by 30, and that's 145 cars stolen every single day. That makes sense? Is that right? Is th- That number seems gigantic. Huge, I tell you. 
Huh. It's an interesting stat. Thought I'd share it with you. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. your gas stove going to kill you? That's a question, of course, that's being asked around dinner tables all across the country. And I assume if you're still able to have dinner together, then no, the gas stove didn't kill you yet. But as you know, according to the government, it's right around the corner. That gas stove is lurking, waiting to get you. And when it does... Not quite sure how that came into play. But that's how ruthless these gas stoves are, people. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. You have been warned by Representative Ocasio-Cortez. You have been warned by the Democratic Party. That gas stove is coming after your children. I hate Illinois Nazis. It's coming to get you. It's coming to destroy you. And when it does, it's going to be absolutely positively ruthless a vicious mother isn't he you better believe it oh that gas stove that gas stove it doesn't rest it doesn't sleep and it's going to hit its target i am not throwing away my shot no it's not no it's not uh, except uh maybe gas stoves aren't as bad as we were told this was um over from the uh Washington Times. Major flaws discovered in studies used to bolster efforts to ban gas stoves. So uh, there's a report that was released uh, that says that the type of food cooked, specifically meat and cooking oil, have more significant influences on indoor air quality than whether a gas or electric stove is used. So the analysis that is put out the that about the, this claim from the consumer product safety commission which is run by that um pompous uh, you know i had a name i had something i was going to call him and then i said wait can i do that on radio and then realized i probably can't do that on radio so i didn't do it on radio uh, the commissioner richard trumka Oh, good Lord, if you've got the last name Trumpka, chances are you're screwing over somebody. Said it, meant it, all in fun, lawyers. It was Trumpka of the uh, this, this group, the CPSC, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, that said that gas stoves are to blame for nearly 13% of childhood asthma cases. But when you take a look at data by the California Restaurant Association, backed by the California Building Industries Association and Catalyst Environment, Environmental Solutions, they say that this group's data is flawed. They took a look at the data and said, whoa, 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 whoa. this isn't what's happening. You, you can't take gas stoves and relate this to asthma. What you're cooking, how you're cooking it, oil, for example, or a type of oil, could have a much greater effect. 
The data from the study tying asthma to gas stoves, quote, indicate that any effects may be used to the foods being cooked or other confounding factors rather than the fuel used. Was it fried? Was it grilled? Was it chicken? Was it pork? Was it it beef? These things can produce what are known as ultrafine particulate, which we get, that makes sense to us, that was measured in the study and that is not generated by gas stove emissions. According to Daniel Tomey, who is uh, the president of Catalyst Environmental Solutions, while recent media reports have suggested studies are increasingly showing a link between gas cooking and respiratory illnesses, our review of those and other studies do not support that narrative. We find the body of research on cooking and indoor air quality points toward the value of proper ventilation, regardless of whether an electric or gas stove is used. Open a window. Now that, you could argue, makes perfect sense. You wouldn't even have a question about that. Gas or electric, if there's a smell in the air or you want to ensure fresh air is coming in because, well, maybe the gas ran too long before the, before the pilot connected and the, and the burner lit, you'd open a window. Hey, it smells weird. And, whoo, that's a little rough. Open a window. Now, if you can't open a window because the place where you're cooking doesn't have a window, well, then you might very well have an issue. But this is a, a data point that we're like, okay, that makes perfect sense. This is how grown-ups talk to each other in rational ways. Now, you could also argue that this guy, Daniel Tomey, he has a position he, should t- he needs to take for his money. I just said that the review was done by the California Restaurant Association and the California Building Industry Association. They have a serious, serious uh, stake in the idea of gas stoves. You think they want to be cooking on electric? You do not. Maybe you want to bake on electric because you get a a more uh, consistent heat overall. We actually, in in my house, uh, ours is a dual fuel. So it's a gas cooktop. It's an electric stove. Absolutely love it. We've been thinking about replacing it because it's pretty old. I mean, I've actually had to rework it. I've had to replace parts in it. Me, I replaced parts in it. We're all still here. It's amazing. Uh, and, and so I've looked to replace it. Dual fuels cost bank. So much money. You just want an electric? Okay. You want a gas? That's, that's I think, I, at least in my looking, has been more affordable. Yours may be different. Dual fuel? Nuts. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it is. But I do like electric for the baking. I like gas for the cooking. And so I'm assuming uh, do the people of the California Restaurant Association. So you can argue that this Daniel uh, Tormey, I said Tommy before, I'm sorry, T-O-R-M-E-Y, of Catalyst Environmental Solutions, he's got a, it's important for him to find this to be wrong. But the analysis is kind of unique. What you're cooking and what you're cooking in, meaning an oil or butter or whatever, has more to do with the ultrafine particulates measured in the studies than the actual emissions from the gas stove. Well, now I've got something to look at. Let's go back and look at it. Approximately 40% of U.S. households cook with gas stoves. I didn't. I thought that number was much higher. I thought that number was much, much higher. Is there a reason? Is it just easier? Because, all right, we're already bringing the electric. Why should we have to 
bring in a gas line. We get to save all that money when we're building out these 300 homes from XYZ Builder, and that's the way it is. Maybe that's the way it is. Hmm. I actually have said no to homes because they don't have gas stoves. I'm trying to think if I lit. Did California? No, no, no. The first, I, I lived in three places in California. I lived in Tarzana for a while, then Chatsworth, then uh, Porter Ranch. So uh, the Tarzana place, which is near Encino, I don't even remember the kitchen. I remember the place was beautiful. It was a two-bedroom apartment that had a loft upstairs, and the kids were babies. And it was just, the place was nuts. Un- unbelievable apartment. I thought, I thought it was a, a beautiful spot. But I don't recall that place. Then Chatsworth. I didn't know this about Chatsworth, California. Chatsworth is like the capital of porn. They make a lot of porn in Chatsworth, California. And, and we had a place in Chatsworth. And, and, uh, and, and, no, and, and no one ever invited me to a movie set. It was just, you know, you, you thought your neighbors liked you. And then you realized uh, that your neighbors were just actors. You know, out for a stretch. Uh, it was a, it was a very cool house. It was a small house. But it was a very very cool house. Uh, my my wife was crazy about that design, and uh, she's always been like I, that. This I'd like to try and recreate that somewhere. I don't I don't think we're gonna get the chance. But it was it was cool. We had a backyard, which nobody has in L.A., and the kids were super young. And and I remember like everybody would come to the house. With, with their kids. Because when you have, like, little kids and you go to the park, you meet five other moms, and and, and that's, your, that's your crew, right? That's how it works. And they would come to the house because they lived in townhouses or they lived on postage stamp lots because it was Los Angeles and nobody had a yard. We had a yard. We actually would set up, like, obstacle courses in the backyard. You could have, like, a full sprinkler going. Kids were crazy. It was nuts. Uh, and then and then Porter Ranch. I even Porter Ranch was gas. So... I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think I've ever lived in a place. Sorry, I didn't mean to go down the memory lane with you, but happy to help. I don't remember having a place that had electric. It's always been gas. It's a preference. But what's really interesting about this study, what I would argue the the part that matters about this study is that it now allows one to say, well, wait a second. What about this? From there... You will learn everything you need to know about this gas stove argument. And if you argue, Tony, this gas stove argument doesn't mean anything. Holy crap. Yes, it does. The gas stove argument is about what they can get you to accept that they demand based on a whim. It is all about on every single level. It's about acceptance. What is it? Can they get you? What is it that they can get you to accept? Let me say that again. What is it that they can get you to accept? It's like that conversation about Maryland that wants to say you can't be charged with felony murder under the age of 25, even if you've committed felony murder because your mind is not fully developed enough. It's about taking away this idea of personal responsibility. Their belief is, is that they can just say it and they can take this, this elitist stance and apply it to you. 
We can, they can just decide, and, and that's the way it is, and, and engage some kind of nonsensical kind of rationale for it. But in order for that to happen, you need a society that is either A, completely cut off, where these things can happen without any kind of pushback, or B, you have to teach the society the concept of acceptance. You have to teach them that they have to accept this new thinking and these new kind of rules that come out every four seconds. I was on, I was on Newsmax yesterday with, with myself and Jesse Jane Duff, and it was on with, with, with uh, Bob Sellers and, and Katrina Zeich, and, and, and we're discussing this, this thing about Maryland, and, and that's when it first kind of like hit me right there while I'm doing the show that it's more than about enabling criminals as Jesse Jane was talking about. It's not that Jesse Jane was wrong. She's absolutely correct, but it's more than that. Listen. So why is it that we're leaning toward the criminal and enabling the criminal versus enabling our society and its citizens to have a safe and secure environment in which to live? The government has one job, keep us safe. I mean, maybe a, one or two other jobs, but they seem to have decided that they will not manage our safety and security in the United States. And we now have a criminal element that is running rampant that makes it almost unrecognizable for most of us who grew up here just simply 10 years ago. We did not see this behavior running askew the way it is. And I'm sorry, somebody under the age of 25 can't be held accountable I joined the United States Marine Corps when I was 17 years old. Treat people as an adult, and they will behave accordingly as an adult. Yeah, not it's only actually, that. It, go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry to interrupt, Jesse. It, it, there's actually two parts, right? You're right about the enabling. And the other side is trying to get us as a society to accept that their new age requirements make total rational sense based on their ideology. It's the other part. They want us to accept, and the answer is no. Yeah, I, yeah the answer is no. The answer is no, we're not going to accept. We just don't buy in. Sorry, not, no, we're not your people. You want us to buy into the idea that people can't help be held responsible for their actions because they're not old enough at 24 and a half. And then you want to tell us we have to accept that we can't have a gas stove because you decided that there was some health risk. Like you decided that the 24 and a half year old can't be held responsible for their actions. And the answer to both is no, because the elitist is not in charge. This, this group that I, I was talking about, led by Richard Trumka Jr., this is the Consumer Product Safety Commission. You show me the last time they appeared on a ballot and you pulled the lever for them or anybody pulled the lever for them no one voted for this no gonna say it not not gonna do it not tony's gonna keep his job today no one voted for this guy i don't give a damn what he thinks this is the agency bureaus i'm sorry the agency branch of government right you have the the, the legislative the executive the judicial and the agency now the fourth branch of government. You never voted for them. They have unlimited budgets and whatever they say has the full effect of law and you never vote for anybody who gets to change that. I'm not here to listen to what they have to say. I reject it. And I reject that they have any value to provide us. In the same way, I would reject the idea that the 24 and a half year old isn't responsible for their actions. Yes, they are. 
So it's more than just enabling, they're trying to demand on the other side acceptance. So when they see this data from the California this and the California that, they will dismiss it, tell you it doesn't matter. When they've brought up what is can clearly be seen as a really interesting point. Does what you're cooking and the material that you utilize for cooking and the and the the grease in which you're cooking, oil, butter, a spray, what have you, does that also affect air quality? That's a legitimately good question. And rational people are going to say, hey, that's a legitimately good question. And they're going to say, pay no attention to that question. Like pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Push back. Ask questions. And anytime they tell you that you have to comply, what they are counting on is your acceptance. Because if they get it here, it's easier to get it in the next place. I hate the idea that it's us against our own government. But maybe the bigger problem is that they hate us. Maybe they should stop hating us. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Sometimes I am so into a subject, I forget how long I'm going. I mean, uh, based on radio formatics, man, that is no way to do things. But I figure if I'm on a roll, right, forget it, he's rolling. It's like when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. The Germans, forget it, he's rolling. It's, it's Animal House, people. It's really got the answer for all the things. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Uh, I just, I, I apologize. I went so long and I was like, now nah, I, I don't have, I don't have much time. Uh, I don't. But uh, just uh, for a matter of clarity, Twitter, Tony Katz, Facebook, if, if you want to still do Facebook, it's there, Tony Katz Radio, but I do everything at Locals. TonyKatz.Locals.com is where I do all the things. Instagram, Tony Katz, and Rumble.com, Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. That's where the videos are and the live streams and everything else. So TonyKatz.Locals.com, Rumble.com slash Tony Katz, and then in, in, on the Twitter or, or on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Hate those people. I, I Awful. Awful, the throttling, it's a mess. So you can go there, but it's going to direct you to all the other good places, like it should. Just that easy. Keep it right here. This is Tony Katz today. Tony Katz.